From Kazakhstan to Canada, welcome to the only podcast called The Redenbacher. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Murphy, joined by Commander Ben Bullerwald. How's it going, Ben? It's going great, Matt. Thanks for that. Um, I'm pretty excited to talk about this week's episode of The Orville. Uh, It's a pretty different one. Um, It's pretty far out. I'm not going to lie. It's one of the weirdest episodes of the entire series, but... I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I, I like uh, originally on like the first viewing, I didn't even know what I thought of it all. I was a little bewildered, but it's it's quite beautiful in a weird way. And well, <laughs> well you mean, know, we don't know what to make of it. We're like Isaac looking at love for the first time. We don't really know. It, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> all I knew my, after the first watch was, wow, Isaac and the wife beater. I need more of that in my life. Please make several action figures of that. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I could see was Bender in that moment. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, um, I thought of Futurama a lot during this episode, especially when they had like the red dwarf and the blue dwarf or whatever, or whatever the, the dwarves were. Ah, the two dwarf stars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it reminded me of that episode of Futurama when they go back in the past after Fry makes Jiffy Pop in the microwave and they have like the red and blue fields combining in the middle. Like that's all I could think of. <laughs> second thought was all that. Yeah, let's dive into the episode as a whole. So it was called A Happy Refrain and this one was written and directed by Seth MacFarlane. He He took the ball and ran with it this time. And ran he did to an excellent ballpark if i may <laughs> yeah this this was a sublime <laughs> ballpark uh, an excellent one with uh, some weird games being played on the field but it all definitely wasn't it. traditional baseball no no for sure now this is some behind the scenes kind of stuff that you guys can't see but for the previews for the show there was one scene that stood out to me when they showed like the season two trailer and that was boris with a mustache so i decided to keep my mustache until this episode aired so i've been you know burdened with this uh, upper lip weight if you will for about uh you know a month now so i can finally shave this after i record this podcast that's how much i i care about you guys <laughs> oh my god you know what it's so so funny because when you say that uh it actually reminded me of when i saw the the same clip like the season two um yeah. premiere kind of thing yeah. uh and holy jeepers i remember when i saw Bordis with that mustache i was like that better not be like the last episode <laughs> yeah it, it's cool like a trailer's supposed to make you interested and throw in like little clips that makes your mind race and make you invested and have to see the show and just that snippet of Boris with the mustache is like where are we going wherever it is i want to go to there like easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a lot of hype to reach when uh you know it's Boris with a mustache like you're expecting excellence but i think that they stuck the landing it was pretty decent you know i, I enjoyed it good b plot it was uh, it was a very strange concept for B plot. I mean, uh, I believe the episode description was just uh, Gordon suggests strange grooming or a new grooming, habit, something like that yeah. habit for Bordis, and you're just like, wait a minute, what? And then you get to see the the mustache, and you're like, wow. Yeah, never That's take strange. never take uh, Gordon's advice. I mean, he didn't Isaac didn't even want it about dating, and then the uh, mustache advice seemed like a total flop. So, I don't know. Never listen to Gordon, I guess. Yeah, we'll start off by going through the episode. Bordis, uh, Bordis comes up to Dr. Finn in her office and says that he wants to... He, Gordon told, told him he would look good with a mustache, basically. Yeah, he goes, uh, Gordon says it would look pretty good. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like an hour later and he gets a mustache due to, uh, I believe it was something with follicle stimulation. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a follicle stimulator. So baldness yeah. is a thing of the past in the Orville universe, which is pretty cool. There you go. George Costanza would be very happy to see this day. Oh, I've got a George Costanza reference lined up for later on. We'll get to I it. I can't we'll wait. I, I can't um, wait to hear it. I'm excited. No, th- this was great. Bordis wanted a mustache, and uh, he got a mustache. I think it would have been really cool if they gave him, like, a Fu Manchu as, like, a reference to the TOS Klingons and stuff. That would have been sweet. Ah, you're right. That would be very interesting. It would be a very nice, like, salute to, to Star Trek. Yeah, since the Mocklin are very similar to the Klingon, like, they and the Krill kind of share both attributes of the of the Klingons. Yeah, they're an interesting, um, like, they kind of seem to have that rigid forehead that, you know, is, is very notoriously known to be possessed by the Klingons. Like, even in Voyager, you have Bolana yeah. Torres, she's only half Klingon, and she still has very defined ridges on her forehead. That's, I know, what I think of when I see the Mocklins. Um, obviously, Klingon warriors have a lot of hair and... Um, Apparently, we've learned that facial hair and normal uh, hair on top of one's head. Bordis does not actually talk about um, body hair, for that matter. I want uh, I want Bordis with an afro next season. That's what I. Oh, want. <laughs> stay tuned for season three, guys. Yeah. Bordis gets an afro. 
Yeah, if the show gets renewed, which I'm hoping it does. Uh, a lot of other Fox shows have been renewed. At this point, the Orville is kind of up in the air. So don't forget to send your love on Facebook. Watch the show live if you can on cable. And uh, if not, you know, leave your comments and watch it on the website. Show Fox that you want to see more of this show. Show them what they want to see, and you'll probably get to see more of what you want to see, which is hopefully the Orville. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and, and the Redenbacher, but I mean... Yeah. <clears throat> This episode I found had a lot of character walks onto the bridge. Everyone reacts weirdly. Like, they have Bordis walking onto the bridge, and then uh, they react to the mustache. And then Isaac walking onto the bridge, like, three times that happens, and they all react differently to, to him. You're right. Uh, a lot of these reactions aren't held to, like, that of one individual, but it's actually the whole bridge. And they seem to be very much in, in like, synchronous means yeah. of thinking. Like, everyone has the exact same thought about everything. It feels uh, like The Office when someone would wear something different into the office and they'd be like, what the, what are you, what are you doing? That's not what they're doing. <laughs> so after Dr. Finn uses the follicle stimulator on uh, Bordis, Isaac comes into the, uh, comes into her office and he has a banana and he, and he knows when she gets hangry, apparently. What's interesting about that is uh, a banana, as you might know, is a phallic symbol. So it's interesting that it was a banana and not anything else that he brought, <laughs> brought to her. No, you're right, actually. And, and there's, I don't know if this is just the means that I've interpreted through, but, um, after that, you know, thing, he like he comes in, he he gives her the banana. He says that she's cranky after not eating after sixteen hundred hours or something like yeah. that. Um, he also picks up that our doctor has gotten a new haircut. Um, Isaac does do the revisions to this paper. Claire says she owes Isaac a favor. Um, but then Isaac said that it's like, you know, it's, it's very unlikely that you can provide him any assistance because he far, you know, exceeds her in like, you know, he's he's superior to her in, in in cognitive function and things like that. Cognitive, he doesn't have a brain. But anyway, I think it's really interesting there. She actually gently strokes the top of the banana with a very suggestive look on her face. I don't, I don't know if this is my interpretation of things. Maybe I'm perverse. Maybe I'll edit that out. I don't know. I didn't. That's an interesting observation that I think other people will check out next time they see the episode. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to give it a rewatch or if maybe it's going to be the first time you're going to watch the episode, just keep an eye out for that. That is interesting. I, I just noticed to say that it's a phallic symbol because in university – that's always the answer. If you don't know, if you're blanking on an answer, just go, ah, it's a phallic symbol, I'm pretty sure. That's all, that's all you really have to say. That's what I've learned anyways. <laughs> so moving along a bit, uh, as Bordis is on the bridge there, uh, everyone's looking at the mustache, and they kind of know that Gordon did it. And uh, Gordon says, uh, I love it. I think uh, people are really going to be talking about it. Actually, I think Ed said that. One thing uh, I know that Gordon definitely said was he said, man, if he has that across lip, I wonder what else he has going on. What the hell? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard said about a mustache. I I don't know. Maybe like you know the the facial hair, um, like a mustache is like a a symbolism uh, of of masculinity. So perhaps if if one possesses a very high amount uh, of facial hair, you know maybe some. (laughs) To me, it's a relic of the '80s. You look at uh, Magnum PI and and uh, other legendary mustaches like Burt Reynolds there, and you're like, yeah, what a badass. They look they look like men of mystery. Like they're really you know I know the uh, coolest guy in the world or whatever. The Dozeki's guy is like a goatee, but still the mustache. You're like that guy's got. There's something going on there. Yeah, watch Tom Selleck. That's the that's the guy that plays Magnum PI. He's got like the most epic mustache ever like he's, it's a legend the, like the mustache itself needs like a walk a uh, star on the hollywood walk of fame there it's that uh, iconic so then yeah after that comment uh claire comes in and, and she invites everyone to the piano recital uh, this is something i've been noticing about bordis and i love it so like he he pretty much replies is it mandatory uh yeah. and it's like yeah it's like, what what is up with bordis like he, why why so why is he so antisocial he doesn't want to spend any time sharing birthday parties he's always asking is it mandatory is that necessary is that an order he doesn't want to do anything after work yeah it might be because mocklin traditions are really intense and he might not be familiar with human activities yet or or you, you know union operation kind of symphonies and all that kind of stuff who knows you know the mocklin culture is pretty intense and you never know how that would reflect on him and he's still opening up he's still relatively new to the orville no yeah you're absolutely right actually um you know who knows maybe bordis is experiencing a lot of anxiety around it and and you know or, or maybe he's just, <laughs> maybe just let's not forget it. the last thing you celebrate you know he ended up in a prison camp so he's not too big on celebrations i guess you think he'd be willing to celebrate now i mean it's like they escaped though last time he tried to have a celebration with anybody you know i mean he had to deal with a bunch of bs so who knows who knows yeah no i I suppose uh these things would take a toll on someone after a while (laughs) 
Yeah, it's also mentioned that the Union Symphony is coming aboard, and we see more of them later. I, I knew it would be only a matter of time until we saw a huge symphony or a big band uh, big band music playing. Seth MacFarlane is huge on that. He's got a couple albums out, and he sings in almost any show he can get his hands on. Yeah, no, totally. Um, If I can just jump back a minute there. So, like, at, at Ty's uh, piano recital there, after, you know, Bordas does prove to be there later. So so Ty plays, like, a beautiful masterpiece. This kid is, what, what is he, six years old or something like that? Yeah, was that a great teacher? Yeah, well, he does, I guess. And, like, by the way, I don't know if anyone who's listening has seen the television program Smart Guy. It used to air um, in, in Canada. It was on Family Channel, yeah, back in the, I guess, early 2000s, late 90s. Probably on some um, Disney Channel in the States, yeah. Yeah, it's probably airing somewhere. If not, you guys can Google it if you want to, uh, for point of reference. But Ty, he looks just like the the youngest um, the youngest brother, the star of Smart Guy. No, the, the titular Smart Kid. Or yeah, like, like yeah. I don't know. It's just is that a stereotypical like smart kid like is, like if you're smart, this is probably what you look like when you're six. Like <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. He just uh, you know has intelligence just radiating off of him. But uh, no, I mean I don't know. You've been making Shrek references. I just wanted to. I just I don't yeah, know. No, it, it no. just really stood out to me, and I was like, well, if Shrek's okay, surely smart guy is. You you've earned a deep cut reference for sure. You've earned one after my my <laughs> ridiculous references. Thank you. And that was the one I shows so there you go yeah no for sure um, I, I love how expressive yafit is with just like no eyes someone mentioned it on uh, on reddit in the uh, orville subreddit and i was like oh it's true like just the mouth you kind of know his whole expression it's great one thing that's interesting is isaac has just the eyes and yafit has just the mouth which is cool so they both kind of have the like reflections of each other um yeah that's actually interesting in a strange way i didn't even really realize that yafit didn't even have eyes but now that you mention it it's like 100 percent. like he he doesn't but they do such an excellent job conveying emotion through like just his mouth and yeah. maybe like just like obviously his tone of voice and other you feel things. his hurt when he finds out that isaac is wants to see dr finn <laughs> you feel that hurt. oh poor yafit we we feel for yafit um a lover's jealousy yeah, wow. at least he didn't throw a yeah fit later on uh, when things didn't go his way. Sorry, that's that's my one pun for for no. Who am I kidding? That's the no, one. No, keep him rolling. That was great. Yeah, no, oh, I'd God. love to see a Yafit spinoff or a comic book series with with Yafit. Like, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I I would. I mean, I don't read a lot of uh, graphic novels or comic books or anything like that, but I, I mean, I, I would jump right into a Yafit graphic novel of some yeah. sort. What's interesting about Isaac and Yafit like mirroring each other, like Isaac is, I mean, technically his biological material, if he was made, like, I don't know if he was manufactured on Kalon, like, I really want to go see the planet. But Isaac is basically like biological material is like a, a weird goo or whatever, like a cell. So he's like raw robotic material. One can express with his eyes, the other with his mouth. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost like a yin and yang sort of thing. Hey, yeah. Hmm, that's actually interesting. That that's something that I haven't really thought of before. No, it's fine because I didn't even think about it until this podcast. I actually have the Orba wiki open. I just see his his expressive face there, and he's just. Uh, that's <laughs> I don't know how expressive it is. Like it is expressive, but he always has the look of like I've been screwed over. Like, are you? Is this happening to me right now? <laughs> like, that's usually. I, I swear to God, if um if one of our listeners would like to do us a big favor and make some sort of a a meme about Yafit and share it with our Facebook group or, or or any other of our social media platforms, I think that would be hilarious. I'd love to see a Yafit meme. Or even like compared to a character that has no expression, just be like. Uh, this character, you know, Yafit, more expression than someone with an actual human face, <laughs> and he's just like a blob <laughs> with, with, with with lips. But uh, is, you know, little little sad lips looks. Like, yeah, you're right. He does look like he's been screwed over. I'm looking at that uh, same photo on the wiki fandom, <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. just looks like, damn, again, like Let this happened to me. <laughs> no, oh, okay. let's cue that. <laughs> no, okay, that's uh, the musical portion for the week. Uh, let's let's move on a little bit uh Clyden, Clyden's not sold on the mustache either he you know food matter gets in its in in between it and stuff this actually might be later on because there's a lot of scenes where they're watching it but uh Topa approves of it though Topa's cool with the mustache <laughs> yeah no you're right what I think's interesting though is before before the events like of, of like the actual symphony when when Claire asks Isaac out on the initial date like that's you know it's like, it's quite strange to me. I was watching the episode on the first time when it aired with my roommate. My roommate actually totally called it out and he was like, something's happening here. And I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, and, and something did happen. Um, I thought it was. I was like, are we going here? That was my expert, my thoughts. I like, just couldn't really? believe it. I thought it was so absurd. Like, it was just, uh, well, not absurd. I mean, love has no limits, let's be honest. <laughs> but as we find out, um, this is a unreciprocated love. Um, 
we'll we'll talk about mm-hmm. that more in depth we'll later on. It, but yeah. you know, Hadaway asked the great question: What is love? You know, it, it's it, it is it is a question, right? Like I, one of my the strengths of this episode for me was the way that they expressed like love and explained it in programming terms. That was really cool. Well, I'd like to call it techno babble, but I mean, maybe it's just like, you know, I don't know. But yeah, it, it's interesting how they try and um, suggest how certain programs and things are, are altered with the lack of their partnership. When Isaac said that he likes the data that he got from Ty, that is, I mean, if you're on a date and a, and a girl's telling interesting stuff about her and you like that, you're liking the data that she's get, that she's feeding you, right? So that's mm-hmm. not that much different um, put in those terms. Yeah, I suppose. We'll, we'll get into this later, because this is like a huge thing that I've noticed throughout the entire episode, Yeah. Um, where it's, well, we'll get into it, but pretty much people are judging Isaac by almost human standards, despite what Dr. Um, Flynn actually says when she's like, you're, you're a machine, like, I know you don't understand that feeling. Um, but like, consistently, Isaac is being judged through like terms that, you know, humans would feel, you know, whether it be remorse, guilt, uh, love, yeah. like whatever it's a very homo sapien perspective of love it's interesting i had a dream about (laughs) it it may have something to do with this episode but i had a dream about uh uh, two robots or two machines falling in love um so yeah in in my dream yeah it was it was pretty much these uh two machines falling in love um i think it's really interesting because like there's very many different kinds of love like um as we know like there's like affection there's like friendship there's charity there's like eros um, and romantic love so. yeah eros would be uh greek actually for what we perceive as um romantic uh love today i suppose but yes yeah, so, like there's all these different types of love and, and it's very hard to to say you know a machine couldn't love mm. um maybe they could experience love not not your not your vacuum uh <laughs> they make a lot of jokes like that in the episode as well they, yeah that, that's yeah that's what that came from um but yeah anyway let's get back to the the things of things yeah uh just to give dr finn some credit she did mention that the feelings she's had for isaac have been brewing since the shuttle crash so it's not just like it's out of nowhere but she's probably trying to bury these feelings because even she's a smart woman and she knows like this is kind of crazy like i'm having feelings for a like a robotic life form like she knows and i think she's finally ready to go all right what the hell yeah no totally um like there's a scene where um uh, claire enters kelly's office um, and she says that she needs to talk to her about something, and then she's like, should we get some wine? Kelly refuses, she says that she doesn't drink at work, and then Claire starts professing her feelings for Isaac, and I just love the expression that Kelly has, she's absolutely dumbfounded, and she's like, uh, and then she runs over to the replicator and just gets wine, like, ASAP, like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, uh, like, oh my god, it was so quick. But yeah, like, you're right, like, um, there, there's a talk, and they, obviously, Kelly reminds Claire, that Isaac is a machine. Um, he's unable to love. Like he doesn't experience emotion. And she says you're just projecting your feelings onto him. Yeah. Um, no, he's just there for the research. He just wants pure knowledge, baby. And he makes else. that abundantly clear throughout the episode. Like when Claire asks Isaac out, there's actually a quote that I highlighted, kind of. And he says such an such an outing would yield substantial data regarding human behavioral patterns. Affirmative, doctor. I will go on a date with you. So the very agreement of this date, it's not in romantic interests. No. Like Isaac makes that extremely clear, despite Claire's feelings. I mean, which she has every right to feel. One can't be held accountable for how they feel about He's someone. not curious about the person. He's curious about the data he can Exactly. Um, so it's kind of like, it's, I mean, really, he's, 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 I don't know if it's uh, manipulating because he makes it abundantly clear what his intentions are. But um, nevertheless, uh, yeah. like his Claire, cards are on the table. She, you know. Yeah, he, he like I just don't understand why in the episode everyone is is so. I feel like they're unfair to Isaac. I mean, yes, he does mistreat Claire, but I mean, mistreat is is based on what we would consider appropriate in a relationship. Um, I mean, I don't know. He just gets no, judged yeah. by like a, a human jury when he's a robot, and I not think it's for nothing. Unfair. But if they already think he can't feel like he can't feel their insults and stuff like that (laughs) for them but yeah that was just me playing a devil's advocate i i uh i think it's also for the comedic effect of the show just so they can have like the funny stuff of them passive aggressively telling him off 
Oh, and, I mean, absolutely. Like, I, I understand that it, it exists in this uh, episode. Like, this is a science fiction comedy. Like, we're yeah. not going to forget about that. They're going to take the opportunity to make those kind of jokes. Um, Rightfully so as well. Like, this, you know, this isn't like a science fiction, like, I don't know. Like, it's not a seriously toned television show. So, you know, it, it, yeah. it's totally okay that these things happen the way they do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just want to talk about it a bit. No, no, I, I, totally. That's what we're here for. What's interesting is it, it's funny after Isaac and and Doctor Finn confirm their date, uh, he goes down to talk to uh, Commander Lamar about uh, how how we should go about the date. And uh, when he goes down and reveals that he has a date with Doctor Finn, uh, Gordon tries to give him advice, and he's like, "I would like to hear from Commander Lamar. <laughs> I prefer to hear from Commander Lamar," is what he says, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, um, it would appear that several of the crewmates have sought um, Lamar's advice in this kind of um, dating thing. We, we both, both know what happened with Gordon with the jacket with a billion zippers. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like, so Isaac, he does go down, he talks to Gordon and Lamar, and... <laughs> he knows Lamar's got game. He has a reputation of, of being quite successful in, in He's that. He's a ladies' man. Um, yeah. He's a ladies' man, thank you. But I think it's so interesting because after they they like um, they talk about it and how Isaac says that he's going to go on a date with Claire. Um, I love the scene after that when when Gordon and Lamar are just booking, booking it, it down yeah. the hall. Like they, it is so funny how they run, man. Like summer yeah. vacation just started. Like they're, they're like a kid trying to get the word into mom that somebody broke something and they want their story out there first or something. Yeah, so, that's actually much better. I love that analogy. It's so true. They've got the fresh gossip and they're ready to just lay it down at the table there. It's it's fantastic. I like that little the, the juxtaposition afterwards. Yeah, I love it. They start talking about it. Um, and then it's, it's super funny when Ed is talking about Isaac and then Isaac enters the bridge. Uh, and then, like, Ed just totally just keeps talking. Um, and he's just kind of like, Changes oh, to the you know, my, and my father, like, blah, 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 blah. He can't lift know. that much or, or something like that. Yeah, he's something. like, he couldn't lift that weight or whatever. Uh, it was just, like, super funny because, I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, everyone is... I, I feel like everyone has done that and like, oh, like yeah, had that awkward situation. Yeah. Like you're maybe trash talking. I mean, you shouldn't be, but may, maybe you're speaking illy of, uh, of a coworker, you know, like maybe yeah, they, they show up in. late all the time. And then, yeah, they walk it. This actually happened to me. Uh, I was at work and I was going to make a joke about one of my coworkers. And then uh, I actually looked up and he was standing right in front of me asking where my supervisor was. And it was really <laughs> awkward because I had to try and play it off. Like I was talking about someone else or something else. Um, and you really get put on a spot and you experience, well, I don't know if Ed did, he seemed to play it off yeah. fairly cool. I like experienced an abundance of anxiety. Happened. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh my god, he totally, totally knows that I was talking about him. But like, was, it, was this when Isaac gives a look like he understood that they were like, so they switched the conversation? Like he does that like head tilt, right? Or that uh, might be later on. That might be later on after everyone talks. Like it's like uh, trash talking poorly yeah. about the way the relationship had uh, gone. Yeah. Um, Either way, he is getting a greater understanding of human behavior when he can pick up on some social cues like that. You know what? That's true. Like he, he can tell that something isn't quite right. Um, and yeah, just being able to identify that social cue, it, it, I would say, is pretty big news for. He is learning. Like he's like the uh, uh, Winston or wherever that Jeopardy robot is by uh, IBM or whatever. He's slowly learning, and eventually he'll take over completely. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Um, that's yo, something that's I would like to track real. though is seeing Isaac learn more about humanity. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Um. That would actually be interesting. Just like you know, maybe maybe we could have a a small episode talking about the development of Isaac's character or something like that over time. Yeah, yeah that might um, be fun. As we see in like Star Trek, this happens to uh, Seven Nine and Data Probably. very much. No, both both are excellent examples. Um, yeah, they Spock slowly spread humanity. Anyway, um, but yeah, what I wanted to mention is is during the date, um, I, Isaac and Claire they they do go out and they like I just want to know what is up with like the weird hosting. Um, of of events in strange locations, like the it's shuttle in the bay? shuttle bay. I mean, why is it in the shuttle bay? Like, I well, understand it's a large symphony, but isn't like ten forward, like their their mess hall? Like, wouldn't that accommodate for a symphony? Or I don't I don't know if the mess hall would have like enough room specifically, but the uh, the shuttle bay is like a wide open space. Although I could not picture like a krill missile coming and blowing up the <laughs> airlock, and then they all get pull off of the space, and then you know, and then ten <laughs> days to come and yell at them. I, I was wondering, like, okay, so this is like a, a an orchestra, right? Like, this is an orchestra. There's a large amount of people. Like, where's the shuttle that dropped them off? It's not in the shuttle bay. That's true. 
That's like that's it, we know that they don't have um, transport technology. They they can't beam them up, so to speak. Maybe they like someone drove the shuttle outside of the shuttle bay and is waiting, like crying, <laughs> and just that's stealthing by, <laughs> sneaking up on Kelly and their boyfriend, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah for that. sure. Another yeah. thing is uh, what bugged me is there was no new instruments. It's like we didn't come up with anything new in the next 400 years. Hey, you know, that's actually kind of true. I mean, I can't expect them to make new fake instruments because that's Star Wars material. That's usually what they do. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean, actually. That's kind of that's kind of interesting as well. I mean, to be fair, though, if you do look at the instruments that we use right they now, are old. They're old. They, yeah. they are hundreds of years old. Um, but you're right. It would be nice to see something new added to the works or maybe an older instrument that's been kind of just reworked. Like, you know, you get a trombone, you make it like extra loopy and spacey or something. Give us you know like laser, I mean? laser strings for you know the violin oh, and stuff yeah, yeah that would be cool like a harp with just uh like optic sensory Doot, bling, bling. i feel like we That's have that fine. stuff now actually but um i mean it, obviously it's not like refined to a professional instrument yeah true but that's just a nitpick i still like the scene i thought the song was pretty good yeah it's like uh i'm pretty sure like i don't know that that's is that the symphony that does the family guy soundtrack i don't think so no that i think that's like uh someone's the last name murphy I forget his full name, but he is definitely related to me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I forget. His name Matthew. I don't think so. No, he he <laughs> he does like uh I he, I know he does uh music for other other shows and stuff, but I, I don't think it, it was Family Guy specifically. Walter Murphy, I think is his name. Could be wrong, but uh, I'll live with it. <laughs> has, has he worked with um with like Seth MacFarlane before? I don't know. I'm not sure. Because um, I don't know, it just had like a very, I don't know, like American Dad kind of Family Guy kind of feel, and it made me feel kind of upbeat and silly. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not uh, familiar with that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, if anyone knows, like, hit that up in like the comments of one of yeah. our mobile social media platforms. I'd, yeah. I'd very much on like the Facebook to know, page or anything like that. That'd be great to know. Yeah, your contribution to the community would be appreciated. One one thing that I think we passed by was when uh, Bordis hears that they're going on a date, uh, Finn and Isaac, and he goes, a human and artificial life form are not compatible. It will not succeed. <laughs> oh my god, did I didn't even notice that. I've watched this episode three times, and I missed that every single time. Are you serious? I didn't dream it. I That's haven't. hilarious. I missed Bordis the zipper thing. So I missed good. the zippers. Was that in this episode? No, the zippers was in a previous episode where Gordon was seeking uh, romantic advice. Um, yeah, because people, I, I see people on Reddit talking about the zippers. And I'm like, what? did I have a stroke? <laughs> did I miss out on that? Like, what happened? Like, did I just blink in the zippers? No, I'll save no. that for the Star Trek Discovery, my epic debut of my first stroke. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, the second episode of Star Trek Discovery was actually pretty good this season. However, I can't watch it anymore after the, the follow-up episodes. If you like the show, that's fantastic, and I'll try not to crap on it passive-aggressively. But uh, it's not for me, Doc. It's a no for me. Yeah, a lot of people like it, and I totally respect that. Um, I've watched about three episodes or four episodes of the first season, and it just left a sour taste in my mouth. So I'm sorry to all those that uh, love yeah. it. But he, he Ben might binge in the future, but for now. Yeah, I do plan to give it like a thorough binge because uh, you know, I experienced that kind of um, weird kind of remorse when, when I started watching Enterprise. And I stopped watching Enterprise, and then I, I, I watched the series twice after that, and I am quite a big fan. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. If you like Discovery, awesome. If you don't, I mean, you're yeah. kind of sharing our opinion, and uh, I, I sympathize for you. Actually, yeah, I and if you if you like the Orville and you want to wax poetic about it with us, uh, that's what we're here for. We love this show, and it's great. So Isaac shows up for a date looking pretty snazzy with dress shirt and pants on, which are, you know, pretty nice. Yeah, pretty standard for, you know, a uh, uh, mechanical life for Why is he wearing pants? He looks great. I mean, I you need a pair that call in his robot ass and stuff, you know. Oh, it makes <laughs> that booty pop. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that it, the belly button didn't shine through the shirt, but it's, you know, like he's got like a weird belly button that we saw later on when he's wearing the wife beater. Oh, and the, yeah, you know, when he's thing. in his underwear and stuff. Yeah. So he's got like a belly button that actually might be like. You know, I don't know if there's some kind of like robotic um, umbilical cord that are attached to Kalons when they're born. I'd love to see how they're born and stuff. That's actually really interesting. You're right, because like they are like like as we know, Isaac's mission is to to just observe and learn all he can about like humanity um, or in the union. Anyone, I guess, who's associated with the union. Um, So but it's like that would leave one to assume that they were either not interested in humanity or or like biological life forms before, but to recreate a belly button, 
Like, that's kind of... That's some human influence, yeah. That's Yeah, that's like some biological influence. Maybe we'll learn that some human made the Kalon planet, you know? Uh, or... I'd be like Dr. Soon from... Uh, well, he's the one who made Data and Lore, for that matter. Yeah, uh, so there you go. Lore and Data, That's those are cool names. I think I, I've heard of Lore, the name yo, Lore. Yo, if but... I have twins? <laughs> Lore and Data. <laughs> brother brother like we are not yeah. like them <laughs> anyway uh, yeah you you have to find the, you the know, crystalline uh, entity anyway. you got to find a gal that loves star trek as much as you and you might get away with that otherwise it's going to be an, an, an argument <laughs> oh it, uh, <laughs> yes um but anyway yeah so the date goes uh like as we know um they end up in the bar right yeah, so it's, it's like say? a bar from back home. No, well, one thing that was was uh, is sticking in my mind is like maybe the the like light switch in his stomach like opens up his chest cavity or like his stomach or whatever to store stuff, kind of like Bender style. I'm not sure if that's something, but that's all I was thinking. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not just like you know, maybe like some sort of indication with like an LED, but maybe it's literally yeah, like uh, like you know, kachoo. It's a button. Maybe it's a button, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Um, it could be like a yeah, an ejection seat or something. Who knows? It could be anything. These It'd be cool if they were in trouble one time and you press that button, they could like reapply air mask or something like that, so that they can be uh, safe in like low oxygen areas or something. The crew. That's Sick. Hey, that's a free idea, you know, uh, Brandon yeah, Bradis and all the stuff, <laughs> you know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they they later on their date, like later on the evening after the symphony, um, they end up at uh, one of these bar that Dr. Finn had back home. In, uh, yeah, in Baltimore, back in Baltimore, her home. Yeah. In Maryland. So as we find out, uh, this date is pretty weird. So yeah, she she talks about like, well, I mean, it's a first date, right? You want to get to know. It goes about as you expect, uh, like a first date with a robot, basically. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, it's not too far off. Um, so Claire is obviously trying to learn about Isaac and tell Isaac about herself. Um, however, we find out that Isaac's actually downloaded her entire, like, like all the information that the union has about her into one of his databanks. Yeah. He's torrented um, your mental discography. He's got you now. He knows. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He knows, he knows everything. He knows what makes to tick so claire didn't find this very amusing because um as she expresses later to kelly i believe it, it wasn't that great like it's you know it's almost it felt scripted perhaps like you know there's well, no a big part one... of dating is getting to know the other person when someone already knows everything you feel like you don't even what, what do i have to share it's like going on a date with someone who's known you for 10 years but you've only it's like going on a date with your stalker right it's kind of like probably what it's like for a celebrity to go on a date with us normies and stuff yeah seriously it's like you know we probably like read your biography and this and that and the other thing and uh they they would be inquiring about you, um, but then if you already knew everything about them, you know how interesting is that? Like, there's no. No, uh, it's one sided for sure. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I noticed, uh, Isaac was actually enjoying the symphony. Like he seemed to be enjoying himself. He's like moving his head back and forth or something like that. So if you can enjoy music and appreciate music, then that shows that. I mean, there's a lot of emotion behind music other than just, like, the sounds, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I would perceive this in the sense that um, being, like, a robotic entity, music is extremely mathematical. Um, yeah. And maybe there's, like, a, an appreciation for, you know, like, the mathematical um, underlying... I, I don't really know the exact phrasing of, of how I want to say yeah, it. Yeah, but either but way, he enjoys a good, happy appreciation. Yeah. But, yeah, um... Isaac gets so, Dr. Finn potato cakes on their date, which are nice. And champagne, which are two of her favorites. Which Yeah, I'm sure those uh, complement each other quite well. I feel like they'd... Anyway. Dr. Finn, yeah, says, I, I, Dr. Finn says it's not really a first date without getting to know the other person. And Isaac goes, my way is more efficient. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> efficiency is the key. That's the, People in dating just want efficiency. That's why Tinder's taken off so well. I guess so. If if there was a, a means of them like linking in in like a cognitive way of like a data transfer, um, kind of like a I would like to make a reference to the Borg Vulcan, from Star oh, Trek, yeah. um, how they have a collective mind, um, or or yes, even like like you were saying, like the, the Vulcan, Vulcan mind meld. Vulcan psychology must go by quick whenever you see a therapist or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, there's a problem. Uh, you shouldn't do that. That's too much of an impact on your life. And you know, go exercise <laughs> more or something. You know. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Vulcan therapy must be very affordable. Yeah. But yeah, uh, jokes aside, well, actually not jokes aside, because there's going to be a hell of a okay, lot. Here's the big one right now. Where This is where uh, Dr. Finn says, uh, let's flip the tables here. Isaac immediately like, flips the table over. <laughs> Literally just bam. Um, it shows that Isaac lacks human comprehension. He doesn't understand their mannerisms. He doesn't understand like social things. So he literally just 
flips the table. I think this was the bit that worked probably the best on the river. I know comedy subjective, but this was great. Just the uh, maybe dead, a little deadpan, just instantly flipping the table. Like I'll even excuse that no one says let's flip the tables. You just say let's turn the tables. That's usually the expression. It's true, you're right. It, it wouldn't have worked as well if Isaac just like rotated the table, you know. But on the table around, started drinking her champagne and eating her potato things. And then like, it's no big deal right after because I was just like simulator, uh, fix this or whatever, and reset table, and then it just it just resets the table. It seems like nothing ever happened. Yeah, but if that was in the mess hall and not the simulator, oh yeah. my goodness. Isaac says that the, he will receive a Kalon primary alert, or Kalon primary will alert Isaac when sufficient data has been acquired. And I think that's what the plot's going to be like when we go to Kalon. He'll receive an alert, be like, oh. Uh, Captain Mercer, I need to return to Kalon. My data, you know, my mission has been completed. Yeah, totally. It could be like a T'Pol and Archer kind of thing in Enterprise where T'Pol is being recalled. The T'Pol recall. Yeah, the T'Pol recall. Yeah, Um, so after the date... Isaac's on the bridge and Malloy is w- waiting eagerly like all of us would be if we're hearing that our co-worker's dating a robot. Like he has this look on her. He's like, come on, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, there is one little thing that I did want to mention, like just as the date was finishing and they were saying goodbye to one another and like the kiss thing happened and everything. Um, Isaac asked her out on another date saying that he's gathered an impressive amount of data and Claire says, well, you know, at least you'll be thinking of me. So it's really showing like a conflict and interest. You know what I mean? She acknowledges <laughs> that, you know, he's, he's gotten data and that's what he sought out to, yeah. to collect. You just want me to write data. Like, you know, he's using, um, no, you're right. But uh, yeah, he's using like Dr. Finn as an end to a means, right? Well, it was great because he goes, do you wish to have another date? She goes, maybe. He goes, shall we begin now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Just another another funny like, was, lack of social understanding. Yeah, um, Isaac was, he had so many good one-liners and just like lines in general in this episode. Oh, beautiful. I know, after feeling, like, after, sorry, after seeing this episode, I, I feel like I just can't get enough of Isaac's character anymore. Like, he's, like, I've always very much admired the actor um, and, and the character. But Mark I just, Jackson yeah. killed it. This week. Yes, amazing work, and it was very actually it was very very nice to see him make an appearance, like the actor himself, um, the man behind the mask, if I may. He did an awesome job capturing like a, a human as like a, a robotic figure. Like Data yeah. would be proud. Uh, Brett Spiner I would. I think be so. Pleased. Brett Spiner would actually be. I think he would applaud it. Um, yeah, I'm waiting. Wow. I'm waiting to see uh, Brett Spiner in one of these episodes. Oh, I know. I mean, we've already had like a few, um, a few, uh, we've had Dr. Phlox from Enterprise make an appearance. We've had Dr. um, Voyager is uh, EMH. So it'd be really, really great. It would be super cool to see Brad Spanner. Like I, I thought it was it was interesting to see the human form. I like that. When I reveal my my human form to people, they're usually a little freaked out, but uh, you know, it, it goes pretty well after that. <laughs> <laughs> so later on We're on the bridge um, uh, where Malloy's waiting for the uh, to hear about the date. Yeah, that was another moment where you get to see Gordon in that kind of like childlike, you know, like excitement. Like uh, as Matt said earlier, it's kind of like when when they wanted to they, it almost looked like they wanted to, you know, tell on their sibling before or the other one got the word out or whatever. This is like another moment that Gordon has like a, an immense amount of youth um, and like a wondrous look in his face or kind of, I don't know. But Gordon's he's great just, in this episode. Yeah, he, he, excellent acting. Excellent. I loved it. Kelly then, brings up a, a cake that Ed uh, made for her one time as a, like, a romantic gesture and she describes how disgusting it was calling it a wide mound of yellow. <laughs> and I, I like Ed here talking about it. It's like, oh, you know, it, it was the thought that counted. I, you know, it's up. He, he just <laughs> yeah, gets the his... whole time. He was kind of murmuring. He's like, she kept kind of saying where the, the cake was lacking. And he was like, oh, well, well, uh, uh, and then like she'd continue to the next point where he would kind of mumble and stutter yeah. again. Uh, it's a thought that counts. And, and Ed looks like that's kind of what he was saying the whole time. But, you yeah. know, it wasn't. You didn't uh, have to like talk about how terrible my romantic gesture actually was. <laughs> it's, like, it's basically like really hammers in the point like doesn't matter how terrible it is as long as you thought positively and when he tried to do it like <laughs> mm-hmm. no it's true but yeah and then so then it goes into another scene um and yeah we get the biggest reveal of the season there's a bowling alley on the Orville. holla holla yeah dude that was i mean i don't know about you i mean it was it was actually in the ha uh, in the uh holodeck like all we have on the red is an Isaac... court, and it's not that good we got that in about, you know, like 3D Vulcan chess. Um, yeah, it's right next to the gift wrapping room, art. which is pretty sweet. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> what's cool about the bowling alley scene? Well, not cool. It's actually a, a, a goof is that uh, Lamar's last name is actually spelled Lamar with a lowercase M instead of a capital M like it usually is. So it's a misspelling there. But the bowling alley, you know, they, they're chill. They make mistakes. They that's, a, that's a 
very observant of you. No, I it's on the it's on the trivia it's on the trivia page of the Orville Wiki. I totally bow down uh, to the Orville fandom wiki or whatever. But yeah. That's what's great. Even more Star Trek flash like throwbacks is like one thing I love about in that Family Guy episode. Yeah, they have a in the classroom. Neil Goldman brings in like a tape of Star Trek, and they point he like points out all the errors in the episode. As you can see, Captain Kirk is fighting this guy here, and if you pause right here, you can see his coffee his coffee cup on this rock or whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, back to the bowling alley. Lamar um, gets a, a strike. I think I'm pretty sure it was a strike, and he goes, "That's what I'm talking about." And Gordon goes, "It's true. He was talking." About that. I know. I love that. He's a great, he, that's true. He was just talking about that. It's like I love this episode because there's so many like social um, mishaps, like in, in interaction and just like weird little. I don't know if they're jokes or if it's like the inability to maybe. I don't know, but it's just such a funny social episode. Like it's it's great like observational humor. You just I don't know. It's really quirky. Even when we're introduced to Ensign uh, Turco, who's uh, his, uh, Lamar's Maybe girlfriend is. <laughs> slash not girlfriend, played yeah. by uh, the model Kyra Santoro, who is uh, stretching her acting wings here. Uh, I like that interaction where they don't know if they're dating. Like, eh, you know. Eh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I actually love it because uh, she she says something like she's like, oh, it's nothing serious, but we hang, you know. And then he's like, oh, oh, it's not. And then she's like, no, it is. And he's like, no. And they're like, no, 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 right. They're afraid funny. to put a label on it and stuff. They just fail to communicate their emotions so heavily there that is, yeah, it, it, yeah it's kind of cute. Uh, yeah, we would learn that Isaac has like a full recording of his date with Doctor Finn, which is hilarious because then, because uh, <laughs> then Gordon says, "Remind me never to tell you anything intimate." Because it's like if you go drinking with Isaac, you're screwed. You can just record every stupid thing you did. That's like social media times a thousand. Yeah, it's not just like telling a story of what happened. It's literally showing you. It's almost as though, it, yeah, it's like this is going to be some kind of weird, um, like there should be like a privacy disclaimer when, when Isaac comes on board the starship. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's pretty much just like a... Yeah, it's um, creepy. Yeah, it's kind of wacky. But then, yes, then I guess um, we know that Isaac kind of shows up and tries to be spontaneous as yeah, that was something Dr. that... Dr. Finn, Dr. Finn gets a message that says, meet me at the simulator at 8. Yeah, yeah, and then she shows up, and she's like, what is this about, and stuff. He initiates the programming that um, Lamar has, has suggested that he, he do. I like uh, to think that Yafit sent her a message that says, meet me at the simulator at 8.30, and just missed his chance there. <laughs> <laughs> she was there 30 minutes earlier. With, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Isaac really does display some yeah. unholy... One- Behavior. Once uh, Mark Jackson's revealed the uh, you know human form of Isaac or the human form Isaac chooses for the simulator, things change real quick. Any chemistry issues they might have kind of change when you can replicate a human. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. Um, th- this is a moment I'd like to talk about. A lot of people have issues with. Um, there's kind of like a, a, a logical error in in the hologram um, being smaller than Isaac's physical dimensions. Mm. Um, I mean, you could say, yeah, like, you know, the simulator can produce like a 3D effect or whatever and make it smaller. But when Claire's actually kissing him, like the, the physical elements um, don't make sense. Her mouth should actually land before his lips to the point where his lips protrude. But I mean, for the I, episode, I don't think that's an issue because uh, Yafit, you know, when they show Norm MacDonald in all his glory there in human in human form at, with Yafit, he still has like the you know i think he can still grab things with his like extended arms and stuff but actually i was going to say mm-hmm. that his form takes takes that shape but i mean yafa can manipulate his body so he could just be in the shape of norm mcdonald lips and all but just apply the skin texture and stuff like that absolutely and i think i was actually going to mention that point later on in the episode because i thought it was very very cool when that does get implemented when you get to see that because um when he stretches his arm out and grabs it like yeah the hologram actually has to display you know, and an extension the of the open. human arm to, to like cover, uh, I guess, the texture, right? I like, that. Uh, I like that. I thought it was really, really cool, actually. Like, that was something I, I paused and I kind of like pondered for a minute. I was like, I wonder how the holograms technology really works. <laughs> um, no, but I, I did want to say again, Mark Jackson does a great job playing, uh, you know, a human form of Isaac. Oh, my God. He, he looks like a robot with the way that he has his face and stuff like that. He's such a talented actor. Oh, my God. He's great. Yeah, no, just phenomenal work. Pretty quickly, Dr. Finn uh, gives Isaac a kiss, and Isaac goes, was that a kiss? And uh, she says yes, and he goes, if you wish, you may kiss me again. <laughs> so, you know, he's interested. Yeah. And right after that, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Finn makes no uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. She goes, simulate quarters, Dr. Finn Claret J. And then her bedroom appears. <laughs> oh, goodness. 
What was cool about this is they revealed uh, that Claire's middle initial is J, which is the iconic, uh, at least cartoon character middle initial. You have uh, Homer J. Simpson, Philip J. Fry, Hubert J. Farnsworth. I'm pretty sure is uh, his great uncle or whatever has the same initial. It's the iconic uh, character middle initial, if you ask me. I actually wish that my middle initial was J. It's it's G, and it just doesn't flow well. B G B. Well, one anyway. of my middle one of my middle initials is J, and uh, it's it's M D J M, and people think I'm a wannabe DJ. It's like no, no, this is just uh, you know what my parents gave if me. If you and start then, DJing, oh yeah, yeah, for you've sure. got it set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is where I the George Costanza moment uh, appeared to me, where they they start hooking up, they start uh, getting it on. But I was thinking. George Costanza, if he could set up a simulator, he would have it where the condom wrapper had like a rip open on on it already, so he could uh, he wouldn't have to struggle <laughs> to get it open. <laughs> I love that episode so much. It's She's like, "Come on, George, come on!" And he's like, "You see him fidgeting with the prophylactic wrapper, yeah, and then yeah, it just yeah. just rips no, it open." And he's no. like, "No!" You see his hands just like no. like relax, and he's like, "No, it's, it's too done. late, <laughs> or it's done." Yeah, something like that. However, this was not the case between uh, um, Isaac and Claire, as we find out later. Um, Isaac was able to respond to every micro movement or something like that. The, there's a lot of girl talk that happens, and and Dr. Finn does talk about how Isaac is like the perfect lover and can respond to all her movements in the perfect way. He was like super aware of what she wanted. Yeah, um, she compared it to uh, a man and it being like infinitely better. Um, so it's over for us, guys. It, it's GG. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's just pack it up and go home. GG, uninstall, you know. Unless, there, unless there's female Kalons out there, which, you know, that's next. That's coming up, I'm sure. Stay tuned. Yeah, Dr. Finn reveals, she says, I think I'm in love with him, referring to Isaac. So, mm-hmm. it, which is cool. I like that. So as soon as she says, I think I'm in love with him, we jump cut to Isaac saying, the coital pairing marks the completion of my data acquisition. And, like, he basically, like, tried, I was ready to break up with her after that. Like, he's a, he's... Yeah, no, I love that because I wrote that down, like, exactly quote for quote. I remember, like, pausing the episode and, like, typing down because that was so funny. And it's just kind of, yeah, it's so funny because he's like, what's the proper method of terminating a coupling? LeVar's like, wait, what? You want to break up with her? Yeah. Like, he pretty much says, like, the data that he's accumulated is sufficient. And LeVar's <laughs> just like, well, she's probably going to be pretty upset. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. Um, Lamar gives him advice on how to put her down easier, basically make it so make yourself look extra horrible so that she'll want to break up with you so you don't hurt her feelings as much as he would otherwise. Mm-hmm. Which leads to one of my favorite images, probably my favorite scene in the entire series. I love this moment here. It's going to be my cover photo on every social media platform when they reveal <laughs> uh, Dr. Finn coming into Isaac's quarters. Or maybe he's in her quarters. I can't quite remember. I, I'm just in it the... It is her quarters, yeah. Yeah, I'm is. just in ecstasy after watching this. It was just so great seeing Isaac with the uh, white beater white beater or undershirt to more, uh, you know, literate people. And uh, and uh, tidy whiteies is there. He's wearing the briefs. And it's it's the best mental image the show has given me. Oh my god, I actually love it so much as well. Um, like, I don't condone Isaac's behavior, but I mean, that image, Matt actually had shared that image with me um, before, like, uh, like just after the airing of the episode. And I, I just got it on, like, Facebook or, or maybe even Discord, I don't remember. And I, I love this scene, because the scene's super interesting in the sense that, like, Isaac is is a robot, but he exhibits... Like or he personifies himself. I, I don't know. Just like you know, he's wearing clothing again. Like this is something that we've seen earlier. Um, but he's actually like maybe he's not consuming alcohol, but he's making it appear as though he's you know uh, a a significant other, a husband in in yeah. what's uh, kind of a stereotypical situation. Coming home from work, being you know like mistreating his wife and being a drunk and all this. Yeah, Mark is playing a robot, playing uh, you know the role of a lazy husband. Pretty much Homer Simpson, if if I may be so bold. Well, it's it's basically like Al Bundy. It's like he just watched uh, Married with Children. It was like trying to replicate Al Bundy. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with the show. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. Actually, I like that. Yeah, like Isaac is is you know he's pretty awful to her, uh, and he just wants her to break up with him. He actually says something along the lines. He goes. Uh, is our coupling um, terminated or something? Yeah, Isaac um, said, I, first, before that, Isaac's like, ah, oh, you're home. It's about time. And she goes, Isaac, what are you doing? He says, I'm awaiting my dinner. That has, has caused me to become displeased. And Isaac then, like, he's, like, looking at the TV and stuff like that. He's even got, like, the looking disinterested thing done, like, on, on lock as well, which is cool. Yeah, no, you're right. He He definitely has managed to replicate the whole, like, I don't really care so much, um, you know, uh, this is like maybe it's programming. I mean, he is whatever. Um, but yeah, he he nails it, man. Like he's such a trashy husband for the last thing you need is more deserved. 
(laughs) Excuse me or what? Or whatever she said. She was appalled. He just drops like everything you're not supposed to say when, uh, you know, around uh, your significant other. And, And like just how, how, how fast everything happened. You know, they just spent a blissful evening together. Um, you know, <laughs> she says she's in love and now she comes home, like her, her duty is over, her shift's over. And then and she says like, the show in front night. of her. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just something completely different. You went to the sympathy now, here you're going to theater. It's crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> Darling, I hope you're a fan of the theater. Yeah, and eventually they you know, they're fighting and then she goes, You slept with me and now you're done with me? And he just goes, That is correct. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my god, like obviously it's terrible what he's doing, but I just that line killed me like the delivery oh beautiful yeah no it's true man and then she's like yeah well like if that's what you want then yes blah 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 blah. she looks so sad man i mean you know i think we've maybe been in similar situations as, as you know human beings where we've been involved with an individual and you're more into them they are or you know like vice versa even that you're you're being yeah. used for you know something um but yeah so after the the breakup happens this is actually the scene where claire enters the bar again and yafet comes up um in his fancy holodeck body and tries to rebound claire like super hard i i'm a huge norm mcdonald fan I, I i love him and i've grown to appreciate him a lot in the recent years and oh my god it was so funny uh he he, he was great and uh, him like pulling the beer over it, it was awesome I, I assume that's how they got him on the show because we haven't seen you off in a while and they're like well we'll put you on screen live at- actually you on the screen and I think you that's know what's awesome. interesting, Matt. Earlier in this episode, we we talked about the parallels between yeah, um, Isaac. and Isaac, or maybe the the lack of parallels, like the lack of common ground they have. Like they're very different. I guess yeah. they share the difference. They've got similar tastes whether, in women. Though the attributes, giddy up, there you go. But I thought that it was extremely interesting that you get to see like the actors, both actors make a live appearance for the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's another connection they have. I, I yeah. loved it. Yeah, it's nice in a strange way. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see Peter Macon, uh, the actual actor playing Bordis. He'll do like the whole thing eventually. Yeah, who knows? That would be really interesting. Uh, Maybe get him to like almost play as like a guest star, or maybe like you know, um, yeah, something happens. Anything to get on there without having to put the makeup on. I'm sure that takes forever and it grows tiresome. I imagine you know, like before before every set, you sit there for God, who knows how long. Yeah. So later on. Isaac and Ed are talking. Uh, I think this might be before. Uh, th- this is after the bar scene, I think. Isaac, uh, he it points out that Isaac made a mistake. And Isaac says, I have restructured many recursive elements. That like He's like rearranging his schedule, but he's noticed that like she's not there. Dr. Finn doesn't want to see him anymore. So his life has changed, and he's noticed a difference in his life without her there. Whether he misses her or it's just my my thing, my schedule is different and i'm not used yeah to i believe what he actually said was um he was deleting sub programs and what he didn't account for um because after like he terminated the relationship with with claire um he you know for him it's easy to just forget about her well so he thought it would be um but he mentions that he has adaptive programming and the adaptive programming uh, is what kind of inhibits his proper function because certain programs that he he made to be um, for like the romantic involvement with Claire um, are like the adaptiveness of his uh, programming nature has has inter- interfered or conflicted with his um, routine program that he didn't delete that he's always been used to. Uh, this is when Ed makes the comparison, um, kind of humanizes um, him for a moment and says like, "Oh, she's really gotten like under your skin, hey?" And he's like, "You know, that's." not possible blah, blah 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 but um but yeah uh he ed also says you know you may be the first artificial life form to to fall in love and honestly man this is a, <laughs> this is a tear-jerking episode this is this is cute this is super cute the ending definitely struck a chord with me i think it's one of the stronger emotional moments in the end the season or, or in the show in general I yeah. think the season's had a lot of strong endings, like the pickle jar, for Christ's sakes, made me tear up. And if anybody if anybody hasn't seen the show, I look like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> the pickle jar. Yeah, guys, go watch go watch that episode if you don't know the reference. It's, we'll talk about it. It's hard, uh, it'll, yeah. Yeah, we're, we'll loop around and we'll talk about the first 13 episodes before we started podcasting in episode four of this season. That's the that's the plan during the summer while the show's off off air, because it might be off for a long time if, if it gets renewed. Yeah, so we'll be revisiting that later, and we'll talk about that in a much greater amount of depth later. 
Yeah, so this is such a beautiful, beautiful moment. So this is when, when Claire comes to the bridge and she's like, okay, Captain, like I received a uh, transmission to sickbay. And he's like, Kelly, uh, was that you? And Kelly's like, no. Um, and she's like, well, it did come to sickbay. Uh, yeah, like it came to sickbay from the bridge. Um, and then Isaac stands up and he's Well, the like, thing about oh. Isaac, though, is he's got a sick bay that he's got to win back. Oh, yeah. She's an emotionally <laughs> sick bay. No, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. So actually, uh, when this is happening, um, we get back to the bridge. We see Bordas finally shaved. Talisa is like, I'm glad you shaved. You look better without the mustache. And like he pauses and like does that like smell the fart acting as Joey Tribbiani calls it. Where he like <laughs> kind of like looks looks away. It's like the same look that Scott Grimes gave when uh, he talked about wanting to be captain or whatever. It, it, it almost like he loved the mustache. Like, God, that was like a great time. Or, or he loved it. Like he said it was itchy. Fond memories. Almost a bit of it. He might like want the mustache back. Which is the which is the feeling you get when you shave a mustache. You're just like, hmm. It's true. You know, you have this like beautiful facial hair and then you shave yeah. it because you're like, well, I have to go back to, you know, society like the weekend's over or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a and, job interview yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look sharp. Maybe he'll, you know, get his own follicle simulator and start growing different types of hair. I think that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> different hair like fun to experiment with. Who he, knows? He'd yeah, be but, the yeah. Wooly Willy of the of the Orville universe. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> but yeah. So then. Uh, so, yeah. Claire comes to the bridge. Um, Isaac takes responsibility for the sickbay call. Um, and then he cues singing in the rain again. Oh my God! Environmental control profile Isaac forty two, and the beauty just emanates from the heavens. There's yeah. there's bloody rain. There's rain on the bridge, man. Like this isn't like when I first saw this, I was like, hey, wait a minute. How is the holodeck? Uh, the sorry, how is the simulator projecting there? Like in Star Trek, they've always, they've always had that issue. Um, and then I realized, wait, this is environmental controls. This isn't a holodeck. Like this isn't no, a it's not a hologram. This is it's real just, water. It, it's just music and some water. Well, Raining or it's, or it's all over syrup. the bridge. All over the <laughs> Yeah, for you movie of us out there, they usually use corn syrup to show up on screen uh, because water doesn't actually look like that on camera. So they use corn syrup because the texture and it looks more like uh, you can see it more on camera. That's really neat. I didn't know that. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah, that's a fun fact. I don't know if they still use it, but I, that's what they've been using for a long time. So uh, maybe they have a better, a more viscous liquid. I don't know if viscous is the type of liquid. I just want to say viscous. Yeah, <laughs> the viscosity is too low. We need more yeah. corn syrup. Uh, when I say viscosity, I feel like I'm Sonic the Hedgehog, like sliding down a rail or something like that. It's great. It's great. <laughs> just going um, live man yeah of course like the uh my mind was just going like how is how is the control panel like not like uh fizzing out and like it was, absolutely like, obliterated like, yeah but they're pretty durable i think they're waterproof which would make sense i mean yeah we're, we can we can hope that they are and we can assume that they are if they don't already know that like that's a pretty bold bold move by isaac i mean <laughs> yeah um dr finn says uh, isaac if a relationship has any chance of working it has to matter to both people more than anything in their lives and then isaac goes my research has verified this fact <laughs> which was just i don't know i guess he learned so he, his date is that is improving yeah he goes uh my internal programs will run more efficiently with you and I think that's interesting because we know that, like, um, the diagnostic that he performed on himself, um, like, it showed us that his efficiency has been complicated um, with the lack of, of Claire being in his life. Um, so Claire says, like, wait, what? Like, you're telling me that you're better with me than without me? And he just says, like, affirmative or something like that. Yeah, that's his um, way of saying my life is better with you in it. Yeah, and that's so cute. You know what I mean? Because um, it's like even though he's not able to feel, you know what I mean? He, he, he can't express or, or experience emotion. But undeniably, the truth is, is that he, he's, he is a better him with her than without her. And I mean, isn't that, shouldn't that be one of like the defining features of like a good partner that they help you, um, they make you the whatever best you means. Be. Yeah. And I just think it's so, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I think it's beautiful because this goes back to the first part of the episode. There is a paper that she needs help with correcting um, and she offers to repay him the favor. And he says that's not possible. You know what I mean? Um, due to his cognitive superiority or whatever, being a machine, not a human being. But he, he very much does get that favor repaid later based on like the, the, um, the data that he's collected about human behaviors. So he actually like Claire does did, help yeah. him. That's and in point. the end, he keeps her or she keeps him running at peak efficiency. Like how that's cute really is that? Cool. I, Man I like and that. machine. It's a good. They're good bookends in the episode. It's great. Yeah, I loved it. I well, she it teaches was... him a. She teaches him something that no Kalon has ever experienced or ever learned. Absolutely. Just... It's just like, 
wow just like their partnership not only does it it bring like great intellectual insight into human mating ritual uh not rituals but human um i guess Coupl- coupling coupling and, yeah, yeah thank you somewhere. and and yeah and then it's it's like i don't know it's it actually turns out to be a mutually beneficial relationship and i think it's just it's perfect Lamar, like, well, you notice Lamar's reaction in that scene? He almost learned, like, he, like, learned something. He he nods, and it's like he said, wow, he freaking killed it. Like, he, that man, I, I almost learned something from him. Yeah, he's going to be jotting that down for when he has to, quote-unquote, win the girl back. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Ensign Turco there, you never know. He might have to use uh, Isaac's tactics. Might be going to him for advice. That'd be hilarious. That would be well, quite the... Um... Yeah. flipping of the table I'm or, or, or even just gordon going to talk to isaac for advice like hey, isaac uh, i need some tips here yeah there'd be a, that'd be a great scene if like uh like lamar and, and gordon were sitting together and um like isaac comes in the room and then you know he like looks to lamar and then he goes over to isaac he's like look i need some help with like this girl or something you know what i mean yeah uh, i feel like lamar's pride might be slightly <laughs> yeah damaged i'm not sure but um yeah, you know, he seems like a modest guy, but whatever. Yeah, Doctor Finn gives Isaac uh, a kiss on his, you know, non-existent snout there, and uh, it was, it was, uh, it was nice. It was cool because after that, uh, Gordon drops the line that I think will be repeated quite a bit. He says, "We are without a doubt the weirdest ship on this fleet or in the fleet." It was mm-hmm. great. All, all I would like to say about that is um, he's actually not served on the Redenbacher, and things get pretty wacky behind the scenes here. Oh yeah, that's something you guys would like to see. Let us know. We might uh, put together some behind-the-scenes kind of cut audio or some silly stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll oh, probably yeah. be mature audiences only, though. It's... Yeah, some some wild stuff happens here. Uh, you know, sometimes there's casualties as well. I was thinking near the end, like when she kisses him on the on you know on his like metallic face, there it's almost like oh she almost like accepts uh, you know his robotic body there. But then uh, we cut to them walking down the hallway. They walk into the holodeck and he turns into his human form. So you know he still brings up the human form. But mm-hmm. I think Doctor Finn might have grown a bit. Like okay, maybe I can appreciate the robotic form as well. I don't know if that w- that wasn't e- like heavily hinted at, but she also had, has things to accept in Isaac as well. Absolutely. I mean, when someone is in love, um, like. Claire herself has explained her feelings as being in love. Like it, when you're in love, like you have to accept the person that you love, and and it's not even a means of really accepting them. It's it, it should come natural. Like you should you love, love them their for all their faults. Exactly. Well as their, yeah. So maybe that's something that's um uh, you know happening now. Like she realizes that the physical elements of a relationship are, are only one small part. Like yes, as lovers, people enjoy like the physical touch of of their companion. But if, if your relationship is based off of like physical elements like sh- like alone, then it, it's a very uh, hollow relationship, and it'll probably um, you know yeah. it'll, it'll you don't just want to live with someone that's just the only time you know, enjoy each other is when you're hooking up. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's you like, have to um, live with this person. There's more to life than just getting it on. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just I thought it was interesting. Um, Especially when Isaac returns his human appearance, for some reason, you know, you can you can tell me this is inappropriate. All I thought of was "Shut up, Wesley." I just thought he looked like Wesley Crusher, and I could just picture Picard's voice for some reason. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. No, like, I mean, uh, I, if we want to get Mark Jackson on the podcast someday, you know, hopefully that clip doesn't get passed around or whatever. But yeah, oh. no, no, uh, <laughs> I might keep it. But what's cool. Uh, I wanted to mention this and it actually reminded me, uh, I actually, uh, I joined Reddit recently or like I've had the account for a while, but I started using it and I actually interacted with Mark Jackson on, on Reddit. He did a, an AMA and he answered one of my questions. I, I, uh, I asked him a question about, uh, well, you know, it was an AMA. How you would, there would have to be questions. And it is about anything. Yeah. That's yeah. For sure. Second A. I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I asked, uh, I asked, will there be an action figure of Isaac in the brief Snyder shirt? If so, there's a blank check in, with the manufacturer's name on it, left to portrayal of Isaac. And he goes, that is a fantastic idea. So, you know, hopefully he gets the word out. I will buy, you know, 10 of those. I'd like to get like a three pack with human Isaac or like dating clothes Isaac and then boxers brief Isaac and human Isaac. That would Isaac actually be an awesome collectible. And I can tell you 100% that I would purchase it too. And I would even go as far to buy the the um, private quarters kind of thing. Have the couch and set him up in his little dolly quarters. and <laughs> Yeah, make it almost like, you know, a job of the hut layout, you know, where he's so yeah. casual he doesn't care, you know. Comes with a little beer, you know. Yeah, exactly. Kung, uh, Fu, grip, yeah. Kung Fu grip as well, yeah. 
So, I mean, I think that's pretty amazing. Um, you know, we're obviously huge fans of the Orville. And, I, I mean, yeah, it was a great opportunity to to hear back from uh, Mr. Jackson. And it's quite so, nice. Man, I like, the, I like the, how the actors are participating in the fan community. They're going on, you know, other podcasts and stuff like that. And they're interacting with people online. And that, that's what helps build a great community. And, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in any type of creative development, it's so great to see the the people involved in this production um, to really get involved in the, the community and the fandom as well. And, you know, I think we can both agree that it means a lot that uh, Mark got back yeah. to us. No, no, yeah, I think it's cool that uh, I want these guys to have the experience of what it's like to be on the first Star Trek, not to be, like, bombarded by, you know, rabid, rabid geeks and stuff at these conventions and stuff like myself, but, you know, it's a big deal. I feel like culturally this is a great show, and, like, Star Trek, the original series, wasn't really appreciated until it entered syndication. I hope that's not the case for this show. I hope it gets appreciation while it's still ongoing. Yeah, absolutely. It would be nice to see the show really take off and its fandom really expand. Like, they're doing an excellent job with the Orville. I, I look forward to every episode so much. Yeah, I, I want to, uh, for those that are still listening and those that listened before, I want to say thank you again. It's really cool to see listeners in California and Washington and, you know, Sweden and Denmark and all these places. To, hear, to know that our podcast is listened to internationally by some people is really cool. Yeah, it's super awesome, and I think it just kind of shows how far the Orville fandom expands. Uh, you know, it's like everyone from all over can kind of get an appreciation for it, and um, and yeah, apparently they have enough interest to to tune into our podcast. So I'd like to take the opportunity to thank everyone as well. Um, I mean, it means so much. Like you know, uh, we just love to share our ideas, and we'd really like to hear some more back from you guys to see what you think about things. Yeah, um, any ways that we can improve, we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. Like, if you like it, give us, like, a big thumbs up. If you don't like it, give us a thumbs up, but leave a nasty comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, you know, just leave it leave it hanging. Yeah, even dislikes, I think, get us up the – get the, get us trending or make it so the video is more available because it's, it's reactions. So. Mm -hmm. and I mean, I, mean, I got to say, like, that, that was a joke. Like, if you – Yeah, yeah. If you, <laughs> do, it, like, you, if you don't like the episode or, or some certain things, um, constructive criticism will not be taken, you know – offensively around here yeah, i would no, love to hear back great uh you know and if you feel the need to you know throw some hate our way maybe just yell at a tree or you know something like that <laughs> yeah i mean um i mean yeah like ultimately like we're here talking about something we love for people that hopefully share the same love um so we just want to you know really fine tune and, and tailor this podcast to what you guys want to hear just to make it the most enjoyable experience for for all of us yeah, definitely. Uh, our main hub is Podbean, but we're also on Spotify under the Redenbacher podcast. We're on YouTube. The channel's called The Redenbacher. And uh, we're trying to get onto the Apple Podcast app. We're in the process of that. We're also on Instagram, revealing some uh, behind-the-scenes photos of the studio and uh, maybe some uh, some memes if we're into that kind of wildness. Yeah, you might get some silly memes in the future, especially if, if you guys start hitting me up with those Yafet memes I requested of you earlier. Or, I, would, yeah. I would love to feature it on the Instagram if you guys are willing yeah. to do that. That would be phenomenal. I'd, or, I'd yeah. have a great time. Any fan art or whatever, just send it to uh, ussredenbacher at gmail.com, and we'd love to uh, share that. So, yeah, that's about it for the show. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we're going to try to get these out more timely before the episodes come out. That's an effort that we're going to make. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, this is a very new project for us, um, something that neither of us have much experience doing. Yeah. Um, so we really do appreciate your guys' patience. We're going to try to get things a little bit more scheduled around here. And yeah, we're going to try and make sure we get our episodes out in great time before the, the following episode. And just to keep those thoughts uh, fresh in your mind from when you watch the episode. Yeah, for sure. So anyways, uh, from the Aloysius Sector for Ben Bullerwell, I'm Matt Murphy, signing off. Mm -hmm.